just our Wi-Fi. Our Wi-Fi restricted us. I think it's a safety precaution, and you know who I want to blame? Your live video starts in three minutes, but that was three minutes ago. That was three minutes ago. We're live now. People are jumping on. I bet if you were to get on there, you'll see that Alice is already on. Watch live. And possibly other people. Uh, let's see oh, here. There we are. Click. There we are, and there's oh. the notification. And we sound good. Can you hear it? I need to talk louder, because you talk really loud, and it, boom, it hits you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Live at Lunch. We're getting everything situated. Uh, I think we look pretty good. I, I look really pale, and I need, <laughs> to get, uh, I need to get out in the sun a little bit more. It's so blasted hot out there, though. Oh, it's miserably heat stroke hot. or a tan. I'm not yes. going to a tanning bed, I'll tell you that. No, sir. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome to Live at Lunch, 1210. Hope you have a sandwich. Hope you have a friend and you're sitting at your cubicle watching or at home. And or there's Alice. If you're listening on the road. First to say hello, the top fan. Hello, she is the top fan. And I talked directly to Alice during the Sunday night service this past Sunday. I know. Because I, I remember that she's there and I yes. know she's there and I hope she appreciated that. Uh, <laughs> you know she did. I know she did. Uh, but, yeah, this is, this is Live at Lunch. We've got a lot of things going on. Pastor Jesse's on his way again to New Mexico this right now. He's driving today, which is a much longer trek than flying. And it looks like uh, it's going to be me. From here on. From here on out. No more producer Steve behind the scenes. No, you're producing on in front of the scenes. Remember the in days the when... The in the days. in the office over there, when y'all would laugh at me because because you're a minute behind, because I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sitting and that's right, I would laugh something. We'd be like, I would laugh at something. <laughs> I've already moved on. Yeah, those days, those those were two years ago, over two years ago. Now. Oh man, gosh, almost three years ago now, where we started live at lunch, and uh, look where we, we were are learning. Now. We were looking. We were learning. We got six people on. Hey, what's up? Throw yourself yeah, in the comments. Please, Let please us tell us who here, you are. It, it helps us when we go back and we look and we're like, hey, look, they were listening. We don't, don't, know, we don't know who you are unless you say hi. Yeah, and we want you to. That's part yeah, of this group wanna... right here is that we not only want to be here in front of you, uh, but we really want to be a group that you can come to us and you can ask us questions and you can put concerns and prayer requests and everything you want in the comments. And if you don't want to do that because you're, you know, for whatever reason, message us, contact us. You can Our email address is very easy now. It's Steve at m1bc.org, and Seth at m1bc.org. Really That's with the number one. Uh, and it's super easy, and you, we'd love to hear from you. And we, we do truly believe that this is a, a wonderful little group that even though we're not meeting in person, we are uh, together. That's right. And in this space, in this reality, in day and time, this is, is, this is a good group here. But you have to be willing to reach out and not just That's right. watch. And, and one of them work. is Guy Miller. Up, and Hello, there's Esther guy. Smith. And Esther, yes. Esther, are you All watching right. from Huntsville? That's what I want to know. Thank you. Are you at the store? On, guys. Uh, you also need to know, and I'm going to say this at the beginning of each, each now because I don't want people jumping off, but let's say you get distracted while you're watching on Facebook. We do have a podcast. All you have to do, go to uh, any of your podcast places. I like Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. Type in Live at Lunch, and we're like the first one that pops up, and we're a little orange block, and click it, subscribe. You can go back and listen to years and years worth of content of us talking and rambling, uh, some funny, some serious, and all that we hope will help change your life uh, to be a greater follower of Christ. Uh, also, you can, if you don't enjoy the Facebook experience, which some people don't, you can go to YouTube. 
We're on YouTube. All you have to do is search M1. Is it working? Number one, BC. Oh, yeah. She's on. Watch oh, this I thought on. you said it was No, that was just broken. for me. That's just here. Look. Oh, okay. Beautiful. And it looks so nice on YouTube because, well, it's dis- it's designed for video. Facebook, it's kind of a secondary thing. But either way, we're, we're happy wherever you are. Mm, but Paula, feel free to us wherever. Paula says hello from hello. Salida, Colorado. You. That's, yeah, we're down here in the heat. We're Thanks, so excited Paula. that you're joining us, but we're also so jealous. Yes, I need to get to Colorado soon mm-hmm. before it gets too cold. Someplace cooler. Um, anyway. Welcome. We are in a study called Psalm 119. We are going through the book of Psalms, chapter 119, uh, and we're looking through the whole thing. And for, for many of you, like myself, maybe you've put off reading this chapter for many, many years because it's, it's daunting. <laughs> Once you get to verse 50, you're like, wow, this is still going. Yes. And there's a lot more. Uh, Especially when you're, when you're on that program of reading five Psalms a day. Is it five psalms? Yes, five psalms and one proverb. And you hit that. And you hit you 119, go. and you're like, oh, I'm going to be here a while. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you just finished You just finished the psalm that had six verses, and then you get to yeah, exactly. Like I think I don't know. Is Psalm 118 only six verses? I don't know. It's like it leads you into it. Like, yeah. Hey, guess what? But a lot of Watch them are this. short like that. Uh, anyway, I... We're going through it, and it's been fantastic. And if you haven't caught it so far, go back, listen to it, watch it. Uh, I'm uploading pretty regularly as far as the podcast goes, so if you want to go back and listen to that. Um, But you can also find it back on Facebook or YouTube. Again, YouTube's an easy thing to find it on because there's not all the other things, no posts or anything like that. It's just video. Today, we're in session four, and I had it written down where... The verses were. Did you write down what the exact verses were? Yes. Steve, what are the exact verses? Because I want to read it. The exact verses are uh, 49 through 64. Okay. 49 through 64. So let me read it as yes. we get started, and then we'll, we'll dive deep into it. Uh, it says, remember your promise to me. It is my only hope. Your promise revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles. The proud hold me in utter contempt, but I do not turn away from your instructions. I meditate on your age-old regulations. O Lord, they comfort me. I become furious with the wicked because they reject your instructions. Your decrees have been the theme of my song wherever I have lived. I reflect at night on who you are, O Lord. Therefore, I obey your instructions. This is how I spend my life, obeying your commandments. Lord, you are mine. I promise to obey your words. With all my heart, I want your blessings. Be merciful as you promised. I ponder the direction of my life, and I turn to follow your laws. I will hurry without delay to obey your commands. Evil people try to drag me into sin, but I am firmly anchored to your instructions. I rise at midnight to thank you for your your just regulations. I am a friend to anyone who fears you, Anyone who obeys your commandments, O Lord, your unfailing love fills the earth. Teach me your decrees. This is a powerful chapter. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful chapter. And I hate that I waited 30-something years to actually read the whole thing. But this chapter helps you to really... I I talked on Sunday night a little bit about finding the passion in in studying Scripture. This, This chapter, you feel the passion that David has in Scripture, in the Word of God, and not just because it's 
some good thing to read, but because it's alive and it's God speaking yeah. to you. And you, he's recognizing this in this, in this chapter about just how awesome and amazing God is and his love about power pouring that comes from understanding and knowing his word. Yeah, it's such a good um, pattern for prayer, too, I think. If you're ever struggling, man, I just don't know what to pray this morning, tonight, whenever. So many times you can just open the Psalms and just begin reading them as a prayer. Um, and, and they work. You know, sometimes there are some kind of strange ones in there that you're like, hmm, I don't get that. Yeah. But we have commentaries. There's smart people. That have but I mean, this one for sure, you know, is uh, is spot on for just well, about anybody, I would think. And that leads into really what the concept of what we're talking about today, which is suffering, right? This passage right. Is, is surrounded by suffering. If you watch Pastor Matt talk about it on the Right Now Media uh, video, you know that was the that was the overarching theme for this pa- this section of passage was suffering when you're suffering sometimes you don't know what to pray and you don't you know maybe you feel uh in what's the word i'm looking for not worthy of of mm-hmm. god to hear your prayers because of whatever you're doing that's caused the suffering or maybe you just don't know what to pray because the suffering is so big or maybe you found yourself in the midst of your suffering, having wandered, having walked away from God and not turned to him. This passage is great to start in. Yeah. To just recall in your mind how good God is and how good his word is and how much you can use it. Well, and it's interesting because I've been doing a, a different study um, with some guys out of Second Samuel, mm-hmm. which is the story of David and his family. Um. And, you know, because of David's sin with Bathsheba, there were consequences. And the consequences were not only that he lost the child that was his, that Bathsheba was carrying, but as his family began to grow and get older, there were sons who, one in particular, uh, Absalom, I think, who began to turn on David. Um and so David, man, he suffered. He, he, he not only suffered from, from kingdoms from without that were, you know, maybe trying to attack or, you know, malign his name or whatever, but he also was suffering because of his own family within the kingdom and maybe people in Jerusalem that were mad at him for one reason or another sure. that were maligning his name. But my goodness, you're, when your own family uh, wants you off the throne, which is what Absalom wanted the throne mm-hmm. uh, and even chased and, and tried to kill David. And so you can see that David understood the suffering that we, that we feel all the time. And a lot of times we, when we're outside of God's word and understanding we think that we're the only ones that are going through it. Yeah. And you say that, why me? Why, why does this happen? And, and the truth is sometimes they're even in the middle of God's word and in the middle of God's will, we cry out, why? In the middle of our suffering. Mm-hmm. And, and Matt actually lined out three very, very comprehensive reasons as to why we have suffering. The first one is the fallenness of our world. Really just the fact that there is sin in the world in Genesis 3 talks about why we have sin in the world and, and that sometimes causes suffering 
outside of anything that we've done or anybody does to us, there is simply just sin in the world and bad right. things happen because of it. And we have no control. No we have control, no control over those. And the second thing that we really have no control over is the sin of others. Yeah. Uh, one of the greatest lines that, that anyone's ever said is that sometimes uh, your irresponsibility becomes someone else's responsibility. Your sin can sometimes, the consequences of your sin can sometimes fall on yeah. other people. I've heard some people say sin splatters. Sin splatters. Yeah, that's a good one. That's And it gets on other people. And that's another, yeah, like you said, we, that you don't have control over that. No. And it's, it's sad when you suffer because of someone else's sin. And the thing that we typically understand, although sometimes we push off the blame, is the, the final one, which is our own sin. Sometimes the consequences of our own sin lead to suffering. David Absolutely. knew that very, very well. And when you read that passage, uh, when you get into his life in Scripture and you see that after his sin with Bathsheba, you know, God said, listen, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And David knew it. And, you know, he went into kind of a really serious grief time and, and pleading with God. And then as soon when the, when the child died, David got up, brushed himself off and said, man, that, that's on me. Yeah. And, you know, so many people had to suffer because of my sin. Um, and I take it and I own it and I'm going to move forward because the grace of God is available yeah and it's real and that's you can see how to recover from it when when you look at david's life and that's why it's so great to study this this passage in psalm 119 in regards to suffering because you know that david has gone through it right he knew it and when you look at verse 50 i'm going to pull back up verse 50 read it to you one more time because it's powerful it says your promise revives me god it comforts me in my troubles the proud hold me in utter contempt but i do not turn away from your instructions it we have to be careful of the lies that are surrounding us that we might that we tell ourselves that we're not good enough and that's why the suffering's happening or that the suffering is sometimes somehow punitive or, or right. based on the decisions <clears throat> that we've made god is not a punitive god he's not a god that's sitting up there waiting for you to mess up so that he can blast you with something you need to understand that truth that there are consequences to our sin, but it's not God spanking us. It's not God putting us in the corner or grounding us or doing any of those things that your parents may have done to you after you did something wrong. That's not the way that God works. But there are consequences to our sin. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, when you learn to parent that way, it's a, it's a way better uh, thing. You know, I, I, I just heard, oh man, I feel like it was in my devotional this morning. Again, and it, they seem to um, coincide so many times with what we're going through. There was a, something like there was a quote by C.S. Lewis, or uh, I don't know that I'm going to be able to find it, but it just, uh, it, it, oh no, it was Matt. Matt actually said it, and I wrote it down in here. Where is it about, uh, it's like a surgeon's. Oh yeah, the surgeon thing. We're, yeah, we're going to get to okay, that too. Okay, here it is. Yeah, he says it's. He wounds his children like a surgeon with a scalpel. Mm-hmm. And that's not punitive. Not at all. No, it's helpful. Thankfully. Yeah, he's yeah. not like some thug with a club walking <laughs> around smacking you, and you when you don't do what he wants you to do. Right. But like a surgeon. Think about that, that illustration. A surgeon is trained. He is gifted. He is he, His sole purpose is to do something to you that may cause pain. Yeah. But it's for a purpose. Yeah. I, I couldn't help but think about my knee surgery last mm. November, I guess. I had a torn meniscus in my knee, 
And the surgeon went in with his skillful blade, mm-hmm. and he cut away a portion of that, the torn part of the meniscus, and made it smooth again so that it doesn't hurt when I walk. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's God in our lives. He's like, right. let me cut out this issue in your life so that it doesn't continue to hurt you. That's right. And But you have to be a willing participant. And you weren't with your knee. You drug that thing along and <laughs> yeah. complained for quite some time. You said, I'm not doing this. It's fine. It'll be fine. Okay. But then we do that in life, don't we? Oh, man. We yes. keep saying, no, no, I got this. I'm I got fine. It, We're fine. It's no big deal. I don't I'll need limp that. around. I'll limp around. I'll struggle. I'll hurt. It'll take away from all the other things that I do. But I don't want to submit to the surgeon mm. who knows what he's doing. Yeah. And we who do that all the time. Me? We do that physically and we do that spiritually quite often. <clears throat> Verse 57, David goes back to say the Lord is my portion, which means that God's enough. He is your portion. Nearness to God is enough regardless of what's happening. And the promise of the gospel of Jesus is enough. And what that really means is that it's enough. It's the contentment we talk about. It's not personal peace and affluence. It doesn't mean that everything in your life is going to be rosebuds. In fact, it typically means quite the opposite because you're going against what the world yeah. is trying to achieve, yeah. which is peace and affluence. Well, I mean, and Jesus, Jesus said, in this life, you will suffer. Mm-hmm. And James, I think, said, when you encounter various trials, not if. Mm-hmm. So for us, I don't know how we grow up thinking that, but somehow <laughs> we think that if we go to church, if we become Christians, if we do good things that we're supposed to have a smooth life. And that's a, that's... It's, it's not a, anywhere in the Bible. <laughs> it's, no, not, it's not in the scripture. Paul, Paul didn't like convert over to Christianity and things get easy for him. It was way easier for him when he was a, uh, a, a Pharisee that was persecuting yeah. the Christians. But yet, he submitted. It's, but it's also, when you think about it, and I have done this personally, it's a way to control God to say, you know, I, you go to church, you read your Bible, you whatever, all the the things that you know we feel we're supposed to be doing as believers. And when something bad happens, then we go, hey, wait a minute, God. Whoa, whoa, it's whoa. as if he Why owes he us. Why do that to me? Yeah. It's as, it's as if he's in our debt, which is way off base scripturally. Yep. Uh, he is not in our debt. Mm, no, no. <laughs> By any stretch of the imagination. We are holy and completely. He does not his. owe us and because we do the right thing. That's a, that's a weird form of religion. Mm-hmm. It is not the gospel. It's a self-religion. Yeah. That's really where you're worshiping yourself instead of God, and you want God to be your, your protector who comes around and just cleans up all the messes right right and and then just gives you whatever you want and that's just not the way it works god is our portion he is enough he is enough and he's gracious and in the midst of our suffering we need to understand that his grace is sufficient for what we need it's not punitive it's not it's not a it's like you have consequences but not because god is mad at you right I, i i saw something like this the other day it's actually a a country song it's not on the radio Hmm. but it's a a songwriter that i follow on social media and he he and another guy had written a song called what makes jesus mad and it was it was not the things that i mean they're 
the thing in this song was that religious people try to tell you what makes Jesus mad, and, and it's, not, it's not those things that that guy's telling you. It's, you know, and, and the song kind of goes on, but I thought, no, it doesn't, <clears throat> the things they started talking about, <clears throat> you know, some vices, they were like, these vices don't make Jesus mad, and I was like, no, they don't make you mad, but I bet he's sad. Yeah, and he that you're definitely doesn't destroying want you to yourself do that. that way. Absolutely. So yeah, it's not about mad; it's about sad because he loves you. Yeah, and he wants you to love yourself. He wants you to love your neighbor. He wants you to love him, and because of that, you do certain things. You should do certain things. Right? Uh, you're not saved from your good works. You're saved to good works, and because of that, you should live in a certain way because you know the salvation that he has given you and that you didn't deserve right. any of it, and you were dead, and now he has made you alive in him, right? Your old self is dead, which means you give up the, the things that your old self desired, and you live for him. That's, that's the hardest part about being a Christ follower. A lot of times when Jesus said, hey, come follow me, it meant they had to give up who they were to follow him, right? Because they knew that in the, in the grand scheme, it was so much better than this temporary mortal coil that we're on <laughs> and and you know unfortunately most people only look to the short term and what they can see in front of them instead of the thing that is greater in the longer yeah. in the longer view uh moses for example right moses didn't get to see the promised land and he had to suffer because he made a mistake right he he lost his patience and he did he did something opposite of what god had asked him to do and we look at that and we go, gosh, that's not even that big of a deal. <laughs> exactly. God, God told him to speak to the rock and he hit the rock. Okay. Yeah. The water still came out, but God said, no, you weren't, you didn't listen. And because of that, you're going to suffer. But we know that God is gracious and God is his portion. And later on, we see in the garden when Jesus was praying that the transfiguration. Transfiguration, yeah. They, which was Moses and Elijah were there in this great, incredible glory. Yeah. Yeah, so even though Moses wasn't, didn't get to see God's glory in terms of the, the land of Earth. promise, or the promised land, right? he did experience God's glory because he was right there with Jesus in, in, the, the, longer, in the transfiguration. That's right. In the longer, greater aspect of it, he got to see what God had promised him. Hmm. But a lot of times, we're not, we are not promised anything on this earth because it is simply a temporary holding facility yeah. that we are called to do great things and win as many people as we can to the Lord, right? Help them to see that their sin has got them caught up in death and that we have great new life, a fullness and a joy and a graciousness that is unknown to most of the world. And the best part is too, we are not alone in it. In our, in our right. efforts and in the things that we do, God is available to us all the time. In verse 62, he talks about waking up at midnight. And, and Matt went on to say, you know, God is available to us at all times. He wakes us up in the middle of the night and we should pray. And we should, we should know that no matter how many times we've gone to him, he's big enough to handle everything that we've, uh, that we've got going on. And he, mm. he's not upset with us when we constantly ask over and over and over again. He's not like the dad that says, hey, if you ask me one more time for that, <laughs> I'm Just whipping your rear. see what's going to happen. Yeah, he's not like that. And again, that's something that we have built he inside says, of us because yeah. that's how we grew up. He says, keep, keep knocking, keep asking, keep seeking. 
and until he reveals to you what his actual plan is, you keep going. Whatever the desire is that you have, keep on, and eventually he'll reveal to you what his true purpose is, and yeah. then you adjust accordingly. But be open to whatever that is, and don't be set in the where I've asked for a million dollars, and I've asked for a million dollars every day of my life. Every time I wake up, I say, God, give me a million dollars, give me a million dollars, give me a million dollars, <laughs> and he's still not done it. Listen, you're not making him mad, but you're missing the point. Yeah. Because he's probably opened up doors and revealed different things to you that is different than what you're looking for. You can't be set to say, I'm just going to ask God for the same thing over and over and over again, and I'm never going to waver, and I'm never going to... Well, if it's a personal piece or affluence and gifting and something great for you, you've missed it. <laughs> yeah. Right? So just be careful. Maybe there. keep praying for somebody's healing. Keep praying for Absolutely. somebody's salvation. You know? I think... Um, I wanted, to, I wanted to jump back to 59 because okay. I loved what he said there. He said, I turned my feet to your testimonies. Um, and he and Matt talked about, we don't want to run from God when we're suffering, suffering, which we often do because it's back to what I said a while ago. We begin to suffer and we're like, hey, God, what is the deal? I'm going to church. I'm reading my Bible. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, you may want to run away from God because you feel like he hasn't given you what you deserve. But we want to run to God in our suffering, which uh, is not always easy to do. But man, it's so great to know that He is there. I don't know how many times I've, you know, been on my knees, you know, in great anxiety for something that's going on in my life, and just so. Even though there may not be immediate, it's not like God waves a magic wand. Excuse me. It's not like he waves a magic wand and our anxiety is gone, but it is so comforting to know that I'm not alone yeah. when I am alone. And that's, that's a perfect segue into the final thing, which is to say that you're not alone. One, God is always there. He's always available. But two, he has surrounded you with a great community of support. Mm -hmm. Right? If you finish the, the section, it talks about the community of supporters that are around you, how important it is for you to, to latch onto them to look around and see who God has put into your life. And no matter what's going on, there are those that are available to you. Like I said earlier at the beginning of this thing, we are here for you. Yeah. And we know that you are here for us. And that's a great and little community. That is an incredible community that we have been gifted and that we should take full advantage of as far as being strengthened and to know that you're not alone. In a time and period over the last 18 months where more people have felt alone because they are physically alone and isolated, you need to know that God is there and so is the community of believers yeah. around you to, be, to strengthen you. And in whatever way we can, we are there for you yeah. so that we can lift you up so that you don't have to rob yourself yeah. of all that God wants to develop yeah. in community. He says, don't rob yourselves of a tangible touch from God when we suffer alone. Invite others into your hurt and pain. And that's hard for us to do. Yeah. You know, it's really hard. And it's because it's, it's so much easier to be part of a big crowd where you can say, oh, I'm at church and, and you know, that's my group. <sighs> if they don't know your pain and if they don't know what's going on, then how can they possibly be the group that supports right. you? And so that's why we've said all the time, if you're not, you know, for those of you that are watching this and listening to this, you know that this is part of your group. But I think you need to keep continuing to look around and, and create your own groups or join some other group. We have a lot of groups that are available here. We have a lot of people that want to be part of a group, and we want to facilitate that for you mm. so that you can enjoy God's gift 
of the people around you so that you can be strengthened and you can then as an outpouring be able to do the thing that God has called you to do, to be brave enough to stand up under the truths of who he is and to reach others for Jesus Christ so that they might also know that truth and joy and grace. That's what it's all about. And you can't do it alone. You just can't. It's impossible. We're not designed that way. No. No, no lone rangers in, no lone rangers. in the Christian life. Shouldn't you can be. try, but you'll ultimately find yourself frustrated and angry and sad and isolated and yeah. miserable because we were designed to be community. And listen, I get it. I, I like being alone. It's <laughs> something built in me that I get a lot of recharge in it, but I also know how much more I grow and how much more I, I, effective I can be when I'm with other people because I don't know what I don't know. And when right. I get by myself, I think, okay, this is the smartest thing that I could possibly be doing. And I talk to somebody and they're like, what? <laughs> what about this? <laughs> have and you I'm thought like, about oh, this? Yeah. I have not thought about this. And just yesterday happened to me. I, there are certain things that I like putting myself around people that have differing opinions because it helps me to see all the angles of what's actually happening. And I can only see what's in front of me and through my own experiences and culture. And I need other experiences so that I can be more effective at right. winning people to the gospel. Yeah. That's it, plain and simple. Uh, I think we're getting close. I think we've done it. I think we've wrapped it up again for this week, and we really are excited that you guys joined us. We had a really good group here. Yeah, we got up live. seven. Again, make a comment. Was... Give us your thoughts. What are you thinking? Uh, if you really are looking for somebody to, to uh, join a group with and you can't, you don't see anybody around, and you're like, man, I don't know how to do that, contact us. I want to help you. Seth at m1bc.org. I want to help you point you in the right direction. If nothing else, we'll figure it, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Thank you, Pablo. He says awesome word, y'all. Oh, Actually, hey, it's Pablo. What's Psalm, up, not, Psalm 119 is the awesome word. Yeah, that's true. We were just uh, kind of speaking. Thank you very it. much for that. And thank you, Alice. Yeah, guys, we really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. And uh, until next week at 1210, uh, we hope you have a great week. Yeah. And we'll be praying for you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>